everyone, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Culture to Christ podcast. We are your hosts, Alex and Aaron. Thank you guys for joining us today. Thank you, current listeners and new listeners. We have a great episode for you guys. Before you start, like and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and check us out on Spotify. Um, in the last episode, we touched on you know, The Social Dilemma, the Netflix documentary, people's lives and what they're looking at, what they're consuming. We're becoming the products over time. And obviously, the announcement recently everyone knows about is the Breonna Taylor. Um, the police officers there were not charged with anything. And in, in correlation to looking at social media and it being a manipulative tool, it is plays one narrative to get a reaction. And in today's time, we're, a lot of, we're, we're reacting a lot. I know when I was stuck in COVID, bored as fuck, and looking more at politics, I was more reactive to certain things. I'll admit, I fell, I fell um, a fool to it, right? I'd see something, I'd get triggered. You know, I'd, I'd react. And even you and I doing this, we want to help people be more discerned, more patient, get the whole story. Get the whole story instead of seeing a clip on even a news channel, right that wants to portray a certain image to get you doing something that maybe you do you don't actually want to do um so i'm going to give out some facts about what happened in the brianna taylor because i'm seeing a lot of posts from people saying you know defund the police they're all bad they're all shit it bothers me because there are good people in the system right people say systemic racism it the systems are maybe they were bad built on with bad people but there are good people i know good police officers um, good teachers in the system, right? That people think is all about oppression that work their asses off for people, right? So when I see certain posts that, you know, is, is built around hate, brooding people and just saying, you know, one, one bad incident should not um, dismantle an entire organization. So I'm going to give out some facts about the Breonna Taylor incident. Um, you guys can take with it what you'd like. Um, it's awful what happened. I know what it's like to lose someone you really care about that's close to your heart. So I'm not saying that's that's not a, a truth. Um, but facts matter in today's time and not feelings. We rely on a lot of times our feelings, our story. So the facts about Brianna Taylor. Um, my source is PragerU. You can check them out on Instagram. She was involved in her ex-boyfriend's drug operation. Her name was on the warrant. Police knocked before entering. She was not sleeping. She was in the hallway. Her boyfriend shot at police first. She was tragically caught in the crossfire. So I told you about that. What do you think now hearing that? And you know this whole story how she was an EMT. She was just sleeping. These bullets came out of nowhere. What do you What do you hear? What do you think about when I gave you the facts? When... <laughs> No, I, I always think that there's nothing like actually being at a situation when it happens compared to hearing it on the news in anything. Like I've been I've been a part of situations where, you know, I was around certain people and they made the news and I know exactly what happened. And then the, when by the time a, a, a news a news story breaks, you being in the actual situation, you know, what it didn't really go down like that. So things, get you know because we're we're not actually there we don't know what actually went down so even you telling me that i still can't i like I, my opinion to that is like i don't know what to say because i wasn't there all i can say all i can say is 
Like, yes, it was unfortunate that she uh, that she got caught in the crossfire, right? And I'm sure that her boyfriend has regrets about what happened there too, up from his perspective. You know, no one likes to talk about that. Yes, we can all say, you know, uh, that justice, you know, I guess wasn't served uh, because, you know, an innocent person was killed. But you got to ask yourself what led to that situation even starting. And on top of that, if you want to go further into into culture, all these people that are, you know, talking about um, the situation with Breonna Taylor and George Floyd, I'm talking about athletes specifically. What are you guys really doing about it? Why wouldn't? Why would the NBA last like a couple weeks ago boycott the the that the two days off, right? Boycott two days worth of games, but then now after you hear the Brianna Taylor incident, you guys don't do anything. So it's like this is this is uh, this this news was as bad, if not worse, than what uh, made you guys start start the first boycott. So why wouldn't you guys follow through again if you guys really care and you guys really stand by? It's bigger than basketball. So it just makes me look at them like hypocrites once again. And it's like you guys are picking and choosing what you guys are standing for. Is LeBron not standing up for Breonna Taylor now that he doesn't uh, have to play Kawhi and he smells blood against Nuggets so he wants to finish it? He doesn't want to stop now because their team's up in the series. It makes you question these type of things, right? And it's like I, I'm actually I like the fact that they didn't uh, they didn't stop and boycott um, either today or tomorrow or you know the whole weekend. It just makes me as a fan of not even a fan of basketball, just a fan that like, you know, takes in what athletes are doing outside of the game. It just makes me look at you guys and now question like what are the real intentions behind your guys boycotts and what do you guys really care about? And that's good that you question it. Like you question the motives. Um, We're going to get into today, guys, the Christian lifestyle tips that Aaron and I live by. Um, how we discern ourselves in our patience in making decisions, and how incidents happen before they happen, right? You put yourself in a certain situation, like we've put ourselves in certain situations in the past that led to destruction, led to a negative consequence. So when we hear these things, right, I think you made a good point where you watch it, you don't even know what's true anymore, right? I provide you facts, you know, are they facts? Are they legit facts? Um, of course, we all have come with a little bit of our biases. Um, for me, I know that a lot of media in the United States, even Canada, it's all political driven, right? It's, poli- it's political. It's making you want to vote a certain way. Um, it's never based on love. It's based on hating something else. And you know when you had to start questioning everything? As soon as 9-11 happened... And if you really look in depth at 9-11 and you see like how, how big of an inside job it was, it just makes you question all. Because when 9-11 happened, every, all the news sources were trying to blame it on terrorism. And like we all know the whole story behind it. But when you actually do your research and look into it, you know like it was the biggest inside job, right, about what happened. But, you know, the media will never tell you that. So like all of these, all of these incidents that happened, especially in the U.S., you don't really know what 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 uh, went on because you weren't there. There's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes, ex- especially when money is the main forefront. Money is about power, control, leverage, and when you when you're when you have a system that's built on the dollar, and you have other countries battling each other, whose dollar is more? You then have war. You have people doing certain things to making sure the dollar means more than your dollar. Right. And 
we'll touch on today in the building your Christian lifestyle and the value you, you put on worldly things that lead you to then be part of the system that you don't you don't like, you don't want to be part of. Because I pray that more riots don't come of this whole Breonna Taylor situation because it doesn't lead to anything good. Right? You can never we 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 can never justify sin. We can never justify evil action, causing harm, right? There's nothing that will, no matter what happens in my life, things that are, I'm oppressed by or tragedies or I'm, you know, someone does something bad to me, if I do what they have done, I become them. And we're trying to build that Christian perspective, that Christian outlook on life to see what's really going on, stepping outside of the world, stepping outside of the box to see what is really going on. Right? Why are all these things happening? Right? We see one video explode, it goes viral, and now the whole, I mean, not the whole United States, but different places around the world, are there's riots. They're not protests. They're not peacefully, peacefully protesting. They're causing harm. They're abusing. Right? If you, if you watch the videos, right, it's, it's not good. And if you want to make a change, make a, a drastic change, you know, be patient. Do your research, like Aaron said, like research certain things instead of just reacting. Be like, okay, I'm I'm getting information from this place. Who are these people? Who's funding them? I'm getting information from this place. Who are they? Who's funding that research? You know, what kind of research is it? Like I, I came from a fitness and health background. So, you know, a lot of it, a lot of my mindset, a lot of it is on data because I want to know this. Does this work for an athlete? Does this work for my body? I have to look at data, empirical data over time. I think facts matter, but the way we perceive information to look at it, it matters first. Um, and going from that, um, we want to take it from where in today's time, the our minds and our hearts are separated. There's a line where we think a certain way and we disagree with how our heart feels, or there's a certain disconnect. And... My goal for myself and for you guys and ladies listening is to start having your heart and mind agree with each other. Be on the same page. When you come to Christ, everything slowly connects. Well, your mind, your heart, your soul is all in agreement with one another. I think a lot of people, they maybe are in confusion, in distress, losing their minds, or maybe feeling like they're on the hamster wheel because they're, they, they, they themselves, us at times when we were living in the world, we're just in constant confusion. My mind thought one way, but my heart was feeling another, and my soul was empty. So I'm in all these different areas of my life. I'm actually not in agreement with myself first. And that's why a lot of people don't know themselves, because they're not actually getting to a place of you and I talking about of being confident and like, sure of yourself. But it's really hard, too, right, for everything to be in agreement with each other, because even for myself as a Christian, like, yes, my spirit is pure, but, you know, because my mind has been through a lot of experiences, it's hard to change the way you think all the time. Like, because you know certain things, you've been in certain situations, you're around different people, you know, it's it's easier said than done where you can just, you know, tell your mind, like, change the way you're thinking or look at something through a different lens. Because, you know, we know that the devil is real. Like there's temptation. There's, you know, there's a lot of things that want to pull us back into old habits, old lifestyles. So, you know, like I, I always try to tell myself, like, I spe- like besides praying, I always try to tell myself that 
Aaron, you are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are separate from you, your spirit first. And if you can constantly do that and constantly have that reminder, you know, different situations are easier to handle because sometimes we like to, we, we, we like to think that our thoughts are, are, are us, right? And then we get trapped in that mentality where, you know, like our addiction can take over or, you know, failures can, certain failures that happen, it could make us feel stuck. Like, you know, this is how, this is what my life is about. Like, I'll never get past this hurdle. And that's when you have to understand that that's just our mind playing tricks on us because deep down, right, we're driven by our spirit. That's what drives us. That's what gives us motivation. It's not like it's not our thoughts. Like I get motivated from within, from like, you know, my heart, my core, like what what are my values? I don't get motivated from outside people trying to influence me or try to, you know, distract me from like my own personal goals. And you always have to have that constant reminder inside that, you know, the outside thoughts and the the outside uh, influences. It's just noise. You got to balance that, right? And the place you're coming from is because you're saved. You're able to equip yourself against those things that are constantly coming. Because you and I talked about it when you're filled with evil and we're born in sin, right? So everyone listening, I think the world wants to make you think you're born good and everything's good and you just have all these struggles. You're born in sin. You're born away from from Christ, and yeah, actually, you're right. Let me just jump in real quick because yeah. when I didn't have God in me, those thoughts just took over, and I just acted on those thoughts. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. if I, if I wanted to do something that the devil wanted me to do, I would just do it because yeah. I had nothing to hold me accountable, and I had nothing that would tell me otherwise. Like, why am I doing this, Aaron, or make me question myself? Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, I see my boys are doing it. Why? Why? I'm not going to be that guy that's going to be like, no, this isn't right. And then, you know, my boys look at me like, yo, this guy's whack. Yep. It's like, we all been in those situations, you know? I was the same way. Yeah, it were like different things that maybe I didn't even care about doing. But, you know, like we we think that, oh, let me just try this out and see where it goes. Yep. And then we try, we, we end up, we keep telling ourselves that, you know, I'm just going to try this or it's not really my thing, but I'm going to see like, you know, maybe, maybe I'll like it. And then that turns into a habit. And it's hard to break those habits because now you have certain friend groups or you have certain people that you chill with that expect you to do the same things that you guys have been doing. And that's what leads you down a wrong path and it leads you to get away from your goals, things you want to pursue. It's just like it's one bad train wreck after the other. And, you know, without having God, without having a relationship with him, you know, it's hard to keep things in order. And we all we all are uh, we're all are creatures of habit. We like to have routine, right? Like I do, you do, like everyone. We like to know, you know, right? But when we wake up in the morning, this is what I have to do. And like, you know, I'm going to stay on that path. But it's, you know, it's different. It's different situations that arise or different experiences that from the past that that trigger the, the mind and the heart from that disconnect that you talked about. Mm-hmm. And the dis- yeah, that, dis- that disconnect is so strong. It helped me thinking about it. I'm going to talk to you guys about the book I'm reading at the end of this episode called The Logic of God which helps me understand even the Bible and my faith and the practices we do. And I was the same way where I would just go with my thoughts or my feelings or whatever the boys are doing, whatever sounded good, like it didn't matter, you know. And when you don't have any accountability and there's nothing to be accountable for, you have no meaning, you have no purpose. You just, well, I feel this way and it feels good. Therefore, this is who I am and I can't change. And we know we were like that. That's why when we talk about, you know, Christianity and Christ because we first didn't believe it could change you know deep down we thought we can't change this is who we are you know deal with it you know this is just going to be the battle Um, but it gets worse and when you 
realize you just you aren't enough and you can't do it and you have to give your something your life to something bigger and in Christianity it's it is called being born again because you have to realize you're living dead you weren't living for anything and I had to die to myself and get rid of sin um, and yeah people hear sin they get triggered I think a lot of people who don't want to choose a life of Christ will tell you that, that uh, you're just faking it you don't actually believe you're gonna do what I'm doing you're you're hiding behind the scenes you're saying one thing but actually you feel the same way I do right and it's true I have struggles I'm gonna have things about lust and uh, sexual morality we'll talk about all those things and the tips we're gonna give you guys on how to because we know you guys listening are maybe fellow Christians, but feel alone and feel like you have no one to talk to. You you have no one that you can, you know, go live life with and experience healthy things with. And you're right now stuck and you feel that you want to maybe go back into the world. I knew that when, before I met you, Aaron, it was very tough for me. Me too. Same here. Like I, and I we talked about this before that, you know, we're both fortunate and we can't take this for granted because there's so many people that we personally know that don't have strong friend don't have a strong friend that you know have the same goals and the same uh, mentalities and visions that they do. So it's hard for them to stay on that path, right? And we're not even just ta- I'm not even just talking about faith. I'm just talking about even just like uh, certain goals that you have for yourself, and you know you need someone that can push you and motivate you and keep you uh, accountable, or else that's how you just stay stagnant. You have people that are constantly bringing you down or in the same position that you know they don't have that work ethic that you have it's it's, it's tough and that's when you have to break away and i wanted to ask you like how do you suggest people to find different people that have the same goals or the same aspirations as them like wh- what do you suggest them to do i always start simple and what do you enjoy doing that brings a return of investment so you do something it's you know, you and I met, I loved playing hockey. I knew, you know what? I don't want to go drinking anymore with my friends. I don't want to go sleep around anymore. Um, now I have more free time because I'm not going to clubs on the weekends. I'm not drinking, not boozing. I'm not hungover. I have energy. You know what? I love hockey and I'll just go play once in a while. I enjoy doing that. And I've met so many cool different people, not Christians, but still friends. And then I met you there. So I say, what do you enjoy doing that's actually healthy for you? So putting yourself in, in a, a good environment, in a right? Good environment. And let, let God work from there. Yeah. I, I agree with that. That's like a, a good, uh, like don't, if you're trying to, you know, maybe get away from a, from a partying lifestyle or like a lifestyle that, you know, there's, there's not good things in that situation. Don't go, don't go into the, into the club and into those uh, different areas where you know bad things are going to happen or things of like sinful nature that you're trying to like get rid of are going to be uh, evident, right? So yeah, you can control your environment where you're where you're participating. Yep, and I know, I if I go to a club, the more I go there, I become a savage. That's what I'll eventually do. I I I know I'm I know I'm vulnerable. I know I'm a human. I don't believe I'm God. I don't think I have control. I think it's very hard for people who are trying to change their life, but they keep going to the environments that cause them the problems in the first place. Right? If you're not trying to drink alcohol, stop going to the club. If you're, if you're trying to abstain from sexual immorality or just sleeping around people and you're feeling empty, stop going to the club, right? So I knew that I first needed to just take myself out you know, of these you know, environments. And, and it's not even going to the club too. It starts, what, like from the last episode, it starts with your phone. Oh, yeah. It starts from having Tinder on your phone, all these other different apps, right, that you know is like just from watch. If you guys haven't watched Social Dilemma by now, 
uh, since we talked about it on the last episode, you guys have to watch that because, you know, it relates to everybody. Everyone today has a smartphone and we are all more addicted than we actually think we are. It's a sad reality. And that show breaks it down about like, you know, what the creators want you to think and feel while you're on their apps. So like if you, if, if it, it, it doesn't even have to be about the places you go to that are bringing destruction to your life, it all starts with your phone. How is your interaction from the time you wake up with your phone to the time you go to bed? Do you need your phone beside you before you go to bed? Because, you know, like that's, that's your uh, part of your routine. When you wake up in the morning before you brush your teeth, it's checking your phone. It's like all of these. That's that's how it starts. Because like be, besides, you know, besides uh, the people you hang out with, your phone is your best friend. Yep. Like that that's how it is right now and it's it's it's, it's bad. On, it's on your side. It's on your it's in your pocket. It's there when you have any free time. I remember I, I asked you if you had to choose the Bible or your phone, you'd be like, I take the phone, just put take the Bible app, right? <laughs> yeah. But we do need that. So I like, like guys, get the Bible app. You can put it right beside your Instagram so you can be convicted every time you go on Instagram. Um but yeah, you have to realize what is the smartphone is not a wise phone. I call it a dumb phone. It's not wise. Right? As Aaron and I have grown in our, our lives, we wisdom is powerful. And learning from others is wisdom. And doing it yourself, you become a fool, right? So listen to our testimonies and things that we've done and maybe not have to go don't don't go do it yourselves. Like the things you tell me, I now know I'm not gonna go do that because I learned from you. But I think that the smartphone is smart. It's just the apps it's just how we use it is dumb. Like the apps that, and it, I don't even know if you can call it dumb because it's, they're created in a way to make you addicted without you even knowing. So like they're tricking us, you know? Yeah, but that's not, that's what I'm trying to say. It's, we look at it from like a worldly perspective. It's an yeah. amazing tool, right? But like you come from a, from a Christian perspective, it's like, it's, you can tell, you can see the evil. It doesn't want you to do good. It's become evil now. It's become evil. Because in every app, you know, that that you use it's always tracking you it's the phone's listening to you so yeah like it, you know it's we've gone so far where there's no point of turning back now unless you get rid of the phone yep and the world spins and we cases are rising and now it's like will you be in lockdown again and more time for your tv and your phone so you need to be equipped now you guys listening and ladies listening you need to start equipping yourself realizing i'm flawed i'm weak admit it saying I got to work on some things because I that's why I, I admit things too. Like Instagram started promoting all this certain stuff and it really hy- hyper-sexualizes everything. It just makes, I can even see people I used to uh, know, like they used to be a you know, certain kind of person and next thing you know, they're getting all this attention, right? All these likes and they start changing because the platform says, if you do this, you take off all your clothes, you'll get admiration. People will like you. It promotes sin. You know what's crazy though? So today, uh, before my physio, I was like maybe 10, 15 minutes early, right? For my appointment. And as I was sitting there, I was like just telling myself like, let's just see how long I could go without, you know, just checking my phone. Just And it's not like in that, uh, in that foyer, in the waiting room, there's not, there was nothing there, you know, like not even, not a TV, nobody to talk to. It's just me sitting there waiting for, you know, my, my room to be open. And as I maybe ten minutes in, I had to go to my phone because I was like, "Bro, like I'm not doing." Was your anything, leg twitching? Right? Was your leg twitching? You just like, oh yeah, I don't your, know. My, was your mind like? Was it? It was. Mind just, I was just like, "Yo, like I need to fill this time with something, mm-hmm. right?" And like I had to go on my phone there, but it's like even like a fifteen minute wait now feels like an eternity, and it's it's crazy. Like that's just ingrained in in society, it's, and they know it. 
Yeah, we know. Second nature, right? Second nature. It's like, oh, I'm going to get a notification. Oh, there's an email. There's an email to check. There's a, a sports game to watch, right? There's gambling. I have sports games I'm gambling on. There's a girl I want to go see. We have access to crazy amount of information. So we're going to transition now into going into the um, building those Christian lifestyle tips from our, from our perspective. I always like to say that just because Aaron and I are both Christians, we're still different. And we're always learning. We're always we're learning we're with each other. Learning. Like we, we don't have this. No Christian has the whole has the whole lifestyle down to a T. It's impossible. You know, it's like every day, you're, every sec, every minute, you're constantly thinking about different things. Like I'm gonna have impure thoughts. I'm gonna I'm gonna slip up. It's like where do you go from there? And it's so now we're, this episode is about everything that we've talked about up until this point. Now giving you guys some of the tools or some of the things that how we relate our topics to our life, our mm-hmm. lifestyle. So the first tip is in terms of us being Christians and I know some listeners aren't Christian. So you can, I will also give you a perspective that makes you understand it. Um, the first tip is prayer and praying is, is an act of worship to, to, to God, humbling yourselves, setting yourself in a day where you are not in control of everything. You're saying, today I'm giving my life to God. Let him work through me. Let me communicate. Let me speak out how I'm feeling. Maybe the stresses I have, the worries I have, and even the people I care about. So for me, I didn't pray for 25 plus years, right? I I think I had conversations in my car when I was on my by myself once in a while just maybe talk to God here or there or maybe talk to myself and when I first started praying it was it was it was freaking weird I'll be honest I, I felt really uncomfortable I didn't know what it was like to out- speak out loud to I didn't know who I was speaking to right because I didn't have a relationship with God so I didn't really know who I was speaking to and what for and why so over time I had to get comfortable with speaking out what was in my heart I think a lot of the for me, I had a hard time speaking about what was going on inside. I couldn't really articulate it. So when I first started praying, it was weird. I was uncomfortable. So I I had to, unfortunately, be uncomfortable for a bit. Maybe say the wrong things, not really know how to pray. You know, what do you really say? Like, why do you say it? I think a good way to start if you're just trying to pray or you're working on your relationship with God, you're just kind of going with the flow, just tell them how your day is going things that you're worried about. Um, you know, hey God, I'm stressed about my job or I'm stressed about like where my life is going to go. You know, I pray maybe you just give me some guidance. Um, play something on my heart or give me some kind of sign and, you know, thank you. And I think that even doing that starts your day where you're already humbling yourself. You're letting your, yourself go of the change you put on yourself. I find a lot of the times when I just start my prayer by just thanking God, like being thankful for what I already have. Like I said, you know, like in the first episode of just the feeling of gratitude, not always having to ask God to bless you with something or, you know, you're always asking for something. You're never just thankful for what you have. It starts your day in like, you know, a negative, a negative mindset. If you're always looking for the next thing, because your current situation is not satisfying. And like nowadays, the, we get, we get over things so quick to an unhealthy point where, you know, like that, that feeling of just being empty, 
that comes from within because we can control that. You know, the, the, the concept of overeating, overindulgence, that translates to everything from consumption to, you know, like what, what you're just taking in on a daily basis of you, you, you don't have the discipline to watch one TV show. You need to watch the whole series, right? I and did it's that. Like, I did me that too. We all, we all do. And it's just tr- trying to find that balance. And like going back to prayer, um, me personally, uh, yeah, I, there, I went through a long time where I didn't pray either. And the times when I did pray, like I told you, was God, give me a pick. Who am I putting my money on tonight? <laughs> like, just give me this last win Come so on. I could, I could get out of it. And like, you know, I can laugh about it now, but during back then, I, I wasn't laughing. I was actually being serious. I was spinning coins being like, God, if this goes heads. You're telling me something. And like, I know there's, there's people out there that because they don't have a real relationship with, with God, they're asking for the wrong things in the wrong situations. And it's like, and they're asking the wrong father. Yeah. And who, who are you praying to? Right. That's a, you have to, when, um, you know, God changes your heart, you realize the, the, the essence and the spirit you do things matters just as much as the action. Right. Like you and I, you and I know, someone working, you know, a very, you know, minimum wage job, two people doing the same exact job, but one person can make you feel a whole lot different than the other person serving you. Maybe they're a waitress or a waiter by the spirit they carry. Like, yes, they're doing the same thing. They're getting the same result done, but one person um, carries that certain spirit, the essence of belief. You know, I'm serving people. I care for people. So when you pray, like you just said, you're praying for, you know, give me the results. You know, and you know, you see your lifestyle, and you're away from God. There's, it's a spiritual world. We're praying to who knows what we're praying to: our ego, our pride, our, you know, our, um, our addictions. So for me, you know, I think I was, I didn't want to pray because I didn't, I didn't know who I would be speaking to. I didn't know what I believe in, but I knew because I was away from God in general. The conversations I had were with myself. I was like, who was I speaking to? You know, where was I, what was the, the, the attitude and the behavior coming from? Who was I worshiping? Like myself, my ego, maybe a guy I looked up to, some, like, right? We have to realize. So prayer, what I'm getting from you is prayer needs to come from an honest place first before anything. Yeah, it has to, yeah. Ha- like for me, it has to come from a place of, like, I'm nothing without you. Like, I'm nothing without you. If Giving I, up that control. I have to give up myself. Like, you know, die to yourself every morning. Right. That's when we say we're saved. We're Christians. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's daily. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why God only answered my prayer when I, when my prayer changed from God, give me the pick of what team to bet on to God, take me out of this lifestyle. Like, let me go into something else. Let me leave this life. And that's when, you know, because I came from an honest place of, of just like self-reflection because like I, I wasn't ready to give up my, I didn't want to give up that lifestyle during that time. And then it got so bad to the point where I knew I had to make the change. And the only way I was going to make that change was with something greater than me, something bigger than me. Because as humans, we're only capable of doing so much, right? And it's the control we, we hate to give up. Because we feel that if, if I'm praying to God, if I'm like t- telling him, God, take this uh, out of my hands, then I'm going to be a bystander to my own life and my own situation. And, we, and that, brings, that causes anxiety, you know? Because I'm just like I remember that feeling of just like if I'm if if, if God's taking control of my, uh, of my life, then how about the things I love to do or the things I enjoy? Is that, that going to stop? Yeah. Is the success going to go away? That's true. It's man. that constant battle, 
And I'll be the first to admit, it's a very hard thing to overcome. But it's easier once you have a real relationship. When like you're not just praying for, you know, for the things that you, you, you want in life or the things that culture puts emphasis on. You're praying for, you know, God give protection over my friend in this situation, over my family. You know, like I know, I know uh, my friend or my family really needs this job. You know, if this is right for him, then bless him with it. If not, find him something better. It's like ch- changing the dynamics of the prayer that I've learned to do. And that's, that's come over time. That doesn't happen right away. Like even like for this podcast, just like the, what I pray about, just God, uh, make me spiritually clear, not just for this podcast, but for, for, to, for t- uh, tonight, for tomorrow. So I don't come on here and talk like I'm a hypocrite. Yeah. I'm telling people to live a certain thing and I'm not living it. Yeah, exactly. I never want this to be that, you know? And that's why it's always going to be a process. It's a process for you. It's a process for me. Um, and, but unfortunately, in today's time where culture is all quick, fast, and, and easily excited, excitable, when you come to Christ, it's completely different. But luckily enough, Aaron and I, were we believe in hard work and discipline already without Christ, that we understood that, okay, yeah, it's just hard work and discipline we got to put in the daily work, even when it doesn't feel right. Like, I pray even when I don't want to. So if you, got, if you, ladies and gentlemen, are starting to pray or you have been praying but you just don't feel like it, that's when you know you have to do more of it because a life of Christ is not really too much into, into your feelings or when it feels right or when it feels good. It's doing the action sometimes even when it's tough. And when you're consistent with it and you're praying, you'll start to feel the connection. Like you almost feel back to your true self. You're going to feel a a freeing connection. You're going to feel almost attuned to the to the world around you. And sometimes when the world is chaotic, you'll be at peace. That's Where, why you're like COVID is a great time to work on something within, mm-hmm. right? Like we we tell each other, don't come out of COVID empty-handed. Don't come out of COVID the same person you were 6 months, 5 months ago. Mm-hmm. Like what did you learn nothing? For all we know, it could be the next 3 years COVID. Who knows? Why, yeah, it's, it's it's like use this as a time now to to spiritually reflect and look at your life. Look at the things that, you know, that you want to achieve or different things you want to pursue and ask yourself, are your daily habits, your daily routines adding to that or taking away? And, you know, it's 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 about, like you, like you said, staying consistent and not thinking your results are coming overnight. Once you start wanting your results too fast, that's when shit hits the fan. And like you, you know, like you start cutting corners, you start, uh, you know, just going with the wind. Because you, for you, us, that's disobeying. We believe in being obedient. We'll get into that tip of being obedient. Yeah, faith without obedience is empty. It's nothing. It means nothing. It's a farce, a farce, a hypocrisy, and um, we know we know that. So, prayer, guys, start praying. Um, a lot of you might be thinking, "Oh, I meditate." You know, I meditate. You know, I I talk to myself. You have to die to yourself. You have to give up yourself. You are not God. You are not good enough. We are not made to be our own gods. We are made to serve, serve God's people, serve God, and then we have peace. We have the success we think we can we can push and force into the world. And when you, for me, I had to start reading the Bible because I'm like, well, how do I how do I know what God wants me to pray like or be like, act like, think like? I had to read His Word to understand His character, understand Jesus, to understand His character, to be like, okay, I want to be like Jesus, maybe act like He would. Let me pray with his heart, with his forgiveness. Let me pray for my enemies. 
And if you haven't listened to the Steph Curry episode in the description, we put the link to how to read the Bible from a very basic perspective. Because like if, if I did if if I didn't re, uh, watch that video too, I wouldn't know where to begin with the Bible. Like I, it's not it's not a it's not a book where you can just pick up and just know exactly what's going on. You know how it's going to apply to your life. It's 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 not a it's not a self help guide where it's like step by step. It's, it's not like very that. Very difficult. So it's like yeah, start with the basics. I never want to scare people into this is not something that you'll understand. It's like like me. I would love to uh, to just be able to watch something that's so basic and so like dumbed down. Yes, you where have it's to. like, you know, now now I understand what's going on, mm-hmm. how it's going to help me in my life. Meeting people where they're at. That's why I, even when I'm talking and I'm trying to talk about prayer, I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible. Where even the words you say are simple. You know, God, thank you for today. Thank you for waking me up. Thank you for uh, my legs, my arms, just breathing and giving me the opportunity to live, right? And in keeping it simple from there, because you and I know life with Christ, it's a deep thing, right? We have to go, we have to go deep to make life more simple for ourselves. Once we went deeper into ourselves, into traumas, we were able to make life more simple. So we pray you guys work on that. <laughs> Anyways, the next tip is we go into repentance. So what is repentance for you? For me personally, it's, you know, it's it's kind of starts with the thoughts of, you know, there's there's sinful tendencies that, you know, that I, I can fall, I can fall into. And it's just knowing that, you know, telling God my sins, like what I need help with, and actually putting my faith into stop doing those type of things so repentance for me it's not just saying god like forgive me for doing this or you know like i slipped up it's actually like once you say you ask for forgiveness from god it's now god give me the strength so i can overcome that situation that's going to happen in the future because it's going to happen again like the devil doesn't just leave your shoulder it goes harder for the next time to bring you back in right to take you away from god so repentance for me is just like it's an everyday thing where i ask god give me the strength right give me the the strength and you know the wisdom the guidance to make the right decision of you know because last time I, I slipped up and i admit that i admit that fault because you can't lie to god he sees everything even if you didn't do the action it's the thought that we're all susceptible to because we live in the culture maybe if i lived on a ranch with no tv no phone then i wouldn't have like live any with, live with kanye <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, being in the culture, right? Like we're around the hockey culture too. There's so much things that, you know, that come from every angle. Yes. And it's like, who, are, who what am I equipped with? So uh, for repentance, it's just that daily, that daily ask from God. God, I don't need anything. I just need the strength. That's it. And it's so much more powerful than what you and I could have done. Me, me repentance actually started recently this past year. I never used to do it. I would um, I had strongholds. I did something I knew was wrong, but instead of saying it and confessing it out loud, speaking it, we have to speak it because we put it out in the world. Like we have to actually say it. Just thinking it is not good enough. Leaving it in your mind, like oh, I just masturbated, and you know everyone thinks well, bro, you know that's a big thing too. Where it's you know us as Christians, yeah, our life is hard, and we know that even when we masturbate, um, we'll talk even about sexual immorality. Um, that I have to confess and say out loud, like, um, I got weak, um, I slipped up, 
and I but got- even the, on top of the masturbation right because like as guys like we've had this talk a lot of times where we think because as guys with t- t- uh, testosterone that it's normal to masturbate right like it's it's just like it's what guys do and that, that at the end of the day it's it's a justification because you know we're called to have meaningful relationships where we don't have to masturbate that's the honest truth and you know me and you are single so we've had this talk a lot of times with like that's why I told you that me going to a strip club or me going to a rub and tug before, like I used to justify that, you know, it's, it's actual real. It's, it's a me interacting with a girl. So I'm not masturbating and th- th- like, come on, that's wrong too. It's, it's sin. Sin is not weighed in different ways. It's not like, okay, God is going to look at this differently because, oh, you justified it in a good way to him. He knows it. He calls out the bullshit. He knows it. We know it, you know, like, so yeah, that, that's, that's a topic where, you know, like, uh, what what would you say? I'd say nine, probably ninety nine percent of guys masturbate. Oh yeah. Would you say that? It's, I think it's it's it's, it's up there. It, it's normal. Like you know, I grew up before I came to Christ. So it's like, I I am lucky enough. I didn't get into it too young. But once my once my buddy started talking about, it, I was like, oh, let me try this, and I felt really weird at first. Um, but it's something that's yeah, extremely normalized, especially with pornography. Like that's even a whole other battle. Like doing that. Like I'm glad I got rid of that rid of like get the fuck out of my life. Like that fucked my my head up. My the mind. dopamine rush. The it's fit, stronger that, than heroin. That strong dopamine. The the things you think about women in. The things you want to do. The things you think about during the day. You wouldn't be able to tell anybody. Just fucked up shit. That's that even that like for anything you want to cancel anything. Cancel that. That should be canceled, right? What it's doing to young children with phones and access to the internet, and and it follows you. Look at even Kanye today. Yeah married with kids and he said that's still the strongest that's his biggest stronghold on his life is pornography right you would think the guy who's married to kim kardashian the girl that every guy like thinks is the hottest girl in the world he still watches porn so like it just goes to show you that like these things that that even celebrities battle with you know it's no different than than what you and i or you know what other people listening what we all go through yeah if you guys are questioning, well, dude, why would nothing's wrong with masturbation? It's natural. What guys do, everyone watches porn. It's damaging. It damages you. It damages maybe having a loving relationship. I know people who have been dating this a person for a long time. They still watch porn. What's with por- each other, you told me that uh, with each we, other, we, right? Some people watch with each other. Some people, <laughs> some people watch it because they're with the same girl and it gets gets old. It's like because they never were together based on truth, anyways. It's based on just you know we're gonna sleep together. And because it's normalized and you and I have such straw like struggles because we normalize it. Like if I'm watching porn for, for let's say I started watching porn at 13 years old, 14, stop watching at 24. It's 11 years of porn consistently, daily, weekly, whatever. No, not daily. That's not, I wasn't actually that bad. Maybe weekly, like 11 years of that. I can't be like, I'm going to get rid of it in one day. You know, I got to really think I got to, I got to make this a process, but then I have to ask myself, but why should I get rid of it? If I don't know why, then there's no reason to. Exactly. So some people are like, "Oh, there's no reason to." It's like, of course you you don't you don't see the damage. You're not actually awake yet. You're still living in the, the, this system, this world that's normalizing it. Your bros can talk about it, and the world is constantly filling you, filling it, man. So if if you're getting filled by the pornography, you know, the alcohol, the weed. The, you know, any drug you can, you can name, right? Like if you're looking constantly for the world to fill you, you're always going to be looking for that extra thing. You know, like you, I don't know how to describe it exactly, but it's a feeling that it's bottomless. It's a bottomless pit. 
it's a, it's right? an evil like spirit, what what man. did we what did we talk about how the only way to to fill an addiction right you can't because once you get rid of once you pour out the cup it's empty it's getting ready for that sin to come back in so what you do is you got to fill it with the word with the truth yes. that's the only way man yeah because then it just fill it with something else when i would i stopped watching porn i'm gonna go oh i gotta what am i gonna do like i've stopped watching all this and i might as well go see it myself maybe Maybe go to the club or go out and swipe right and get it myself. Get Tinder. Maybe get, that, get on the dating app, maybe right? Ma- 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 maybe makes me less of a simp if I'm not watching porn. Then I'll I'll just hook up with the girl, right? And in obviously we're entangling it with sexual immorality and repentance. Like you and I are talking about this because we're single men. We deal with lust. That's a thing I've been battling my whole life. Um, but it, it applies to people in in relationships. Yes, man. we know a, a lot of a lot of guys that you know they're in relationships, but you know they still do what guys do. Yep, and it's we, part of culture. We it's know, like, yeah, we know relationships aren't actually relationships, relationships yeah. right? Because we know, as men, as Christian men, relationship is there because you want to experience sex is a good thing. It's an amazing thing in covenant, in truth, in honesty. Right. In saying, you know, for me, my goal is to be with a person and one person and wait till marriage and after marriage, because I know the benefit. I know the blessing, because when I took myself out of certain things in my singleness, I saw the blessings. I no longer have those messed up thoughts, those sexual lustful thoughts that come randomly out of nowhere when I'm bored or when, you know, I'm just chilling. Even when I watch a show like when I started watching Game of Thrones, I was appalled because I, when I became saved in my life, I just felt changed, the Holy Spirit, you know, and I started, I, I became born again. I started seeing things just like completely differently. And everyone keeps telling me, yo, Games of, Game of Thrones is sick. Game of Thrones is awesome. I watched the first episode and at the end of the episode is a brother and sister fucking each other. And I was like, what, what is, it hurt me. Before I was like, I'd be like, oh, enticed. You know what I mean? Like, what's that all about? And I watched further episodes. Everything's a fucking orgy. That's just, like, it's it's normalized. It's an orgy. You're you're watching a TV show. Maybe your kids are watching it, and then it's it's just, it's an orgy, and it's normal. That's like music for me today. Like so many people send me the newest like rap songs or rap videos, hip hop, like, and like because I, I I used to go on World Star all the time. I used to go on Hot New Hip Hop to see the latest song every day. Like that would be you know my track for the day or you know for the weekend. And like now it's like I can't even listen to the same songs the same way anymore because I just know where it's going to bring my mind, where what it's going to make me want to do, right? And like you are what you eat, you are what you listen to, you are who you hang out with. It's all related, right? And it's like, you know, it's 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 culture's chokehold on society. That's what it is. And yeah, if you listen to that new Cardi B song, you have to work on yourself. I didn't even know what it meant until you told me what it was. I didn't like, even know until someone, someone else told me what it was. They asked me, do I know the WAP dance or something? I was like, what the heck's a WAP dance? And even look at uh, Call Her Daddy, number two podcast in the world. Look what she's talking about, teaching yeah. like younger girls what to do, eating ass and stuff. It's like, it's crazy. <laughs> like We the, need more guys like Sean Avery who are calling that out. Calling it out. And, and guys that maybe live this certain life and you get blessed with you and you have your own child. You're like, do I want my, do I want my child like thinking like this? Because God humbles you. Humbles you fast, man. He either Either you have to do it yourself or he will do it in your life eventually. But yeah, that song, guys, is not a song you should be talking about, you should be listening to. And if you're in a relationship, you should get that out of there. I mean, that's just not... I think things are... are we, we know what sex is like. Everyone knows eventually you learn on your own. You don't need to have it taught to you. It's something that you can experience with God. You don't need to hyper-sexualize it, glorify it, um, and even as a way of identifying yourself. So I think we should get into sexual immorality as being part of the 
the Christian lifestyle or being a Christian, being saved, is completely opposite to being a guy in the world. Right, where you know, even the life church pastor Craig uh, Groeschel, when he talked to his friend about what's it like when you date a girl and you're Christian, it's like, uh, do the opposite, whatever you think you didn't do, <laughs> like, do the opposite, like, do the opposite, don't kiss he, her. Remember, he was like, I couldn't, can't do anything, yeah, I can't, I do, can't anything. do anything, you literally can't, <laughs> right? And without Christ, you're like, uh, I don't see the point of this, then, right? We grew up in where it's like, get the girl, hook up with her, you know, you know, if she, she doesn't want to have sex, you she doesn't want you, all these different things. And for me, like we said, for me, being a moral person, having a moral compass comes from a moral lawgiver, right? I don't have, my morals aren't strong if it doesn't come from, come from something eternal. So when I talk about sexual immorality, it means everything. It means whatever God says in the Bible, whatever's written in the Bible, that's what sexual immorality means, staying away from that. Like what? Go into detail. Um, sexual immorality is lust, lusting after a woman. Lusting after a friend's woman, um, watching pornography, having sex before marriage, threesomes, masturbation, all everything yeah. you think about based on it, it, because we know that um, procreation and life, having sex is for a bondage and covenant in God to have more God-given children, right? And sex is a good thing in marriage because, you know, two people who trust each other, sex is a very intimate thing. I know people listening might think it's nothing, but I know how you feel after when it means jack shit or when you know you're just going out getting and when you're ashamed or if you're ashamed of like what you who you just hooked up with, you know, you're just like, why did I do that? And, you know, guys call it a post not clarity. But in actual in actuality, it's, you know, your spirit talking to you saying that you're a piece of shit or like, you know, that's why you feel ashamed. The same thing where you when you watch porn. After yeah, you why have you have to watch dirtier shit? And why do you think after you watch porn, you close the thing right the 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 browser right away, delete your history? It's because that's the shame and guilt. Every guy does it. They they close the the screen right away. You know, it's like Christian or not, you feel that shame and guilt. We just call that shame and guilt sin. You call it a mistake, which you make what every every night or every day. It's like it's not even casting judgment. It's the truth. Like. We we all we all have battles that we deal with, but it's who we're who we're who are we going to to help us overcome the battles, and you know it might sound like a lot like what we're what we're saying or what we want people to not we don't even want people to do because you got to decide for yourself. God gives us free will at the end of the day. None of what we're saying can make you do or act a certain way or change this. It's like you got to want it for yourself. These are just like our own experiences, our own you know our own uh not theories, but I want to say that. I think the, it's, the experiences we had needed to happen so that when we came into a relationship with God, it made sense. Yeah. Right? That's why we're going to give more testimonies. Like, you and I even made a bet on not masturbating, and that was still wrong. Because, because we're in, co- in, competition in competition with each other. We're not ego. doing it for God. We're sinning. We're yeah. even ego and pride. We're like, hey, let's Trying go. Trying to beat each other. Beat each other. And I was like, I ain't fucking losing to you. Right? Competitive. and It's not even about beating the meat. It's about beating each other. <laughs> yeah, it's always about <laughs> beating, beating something. So... <laughs> That was, um, it was a test where I had to learn, like, I have an issue because, like you said, you can't fill sin with sin, addiction with addiction, right? And only when I came to God and realized, like, I, I, that's when we talk about prayer. I, like, I pray to God, like, work on my lust, my lust issue, my need to look at women a certain way. I want to see women as humans and children of God, right? So that's what I kind of wanted to get from you guys is to start thinking about that kind of stuff, thinking about how you entertain your sexuality, Right. So going forward into you want to talk about entertainment, I'm going to go into entertainment. 
Yeah, just like basically whenever you feel bored, what do you what do you use that time uh for, right? We all go through times where like we're not always going to be at a productive state where we're constantly working on something. We need things to 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 kill time. And you know, it's like we 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 all know that 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 spare time we have is very valuable, right? Like if you want to talk from a business perspective, if I didn't use my spare time for my business, it wouldn't have grown to what it what it was, right? What it what it still is. So it's like entertainment could be anything. It's like even even like let's say uh let's say you're going through a difficult a difficult time or you're you're struggling with a battle and you think doing something else like watching a watching a movie or watching a uh watching a video is going to take your mind off of it. But what happens when that video ends? Right? Does your mind go back to what what you what you're battling? And it's like it's that 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 constant uh that constant warfare where our entertainment can now become another distraction. So what like what do, what do you think about that like how I broke it down for in turn, yeah, and we use an entertainment is massive. Entertainment is the biggest distraction in the in in the technological age, because it's it's too easy to access. And yeah, it, it it's a good signal for like us, for myself, that I'm distracting myself from something. Like if I'm like I honestly, I watched a new show on Netflix called Cobra Kai. It's about the Karate Kid, uh, kind of rejuvenated on Netflix. And when I my issue is I know when I watch a show, a TV series, I have to finish it. Like, I'm like, oh, I got to go to the next episode, go to the next one. And I get, like, too invested in, like, the characters and stuff. But, we, yeah, we use entertainment to distract our, our distract ourselves because we have certain turmoil, certain things that are bothering us. Maybe it's, like, at the end of the day, it's, like, how we're acting in the world, like, how we're behaving, how we're talking, like, who, like who we're talking to. And instead of actually, like, you and I self-reflect and working on ourselves – we just tune into whatever the world's promoting currently, whatever the new movie that's coming out, whatever new sports game is out currently. We, you know what, you know what bar has a new promotion on drinks? Like we're just looking to get out. We're looking to escape. We're t- we're constantly trying to escape our inner demons. And, and it's and you gotta. It's all about finding that healthy balance because you know we all like. I like to watch hockey, you know, or I like to. I still watch Power uh, TV TV show. So like, there's different things uh, that I use to, that I entertain myself with but it's i don't want to fall deep into those things where i make it a constant habit of you know i want to take my mind off this so i always need to go to that that's when i want instead of always having to go to culture to fill my uh entertainment needs i want to go sometimes to prayer i want to i want to find that balance where it's like i'm not letting one thing uh overtake my life or bring me down another another dark alley it's like we all need a healthy balance. Like that's what it is, and that's what people to know too. It's not like you can't do anything. Yeah, like, that's. Like, I, don't, I don't want to sound like this is like don't watch this, don't do, don't eat that. It's like I'm it's impossible. One. We're I in the. One. That's why this is called culture to Christ because mm-hmm. you know we're still in the culture. Mm-hmm. We'd be lying if we said yo we're out of the culture totally. Yeah, we're just man, into I just, Christ. I just stay in church all day. Yeah, it's like, like of course one like like we're working on it. We're new. We're in it, and I, I I've felt more calling. Like once you the relationship with God builds, you feel more of a calling to do more God given things. Right. Like I, 
talk to on my stories. Like if you're a Christian, you really believe you want to start, don't hide it. Like don't keep it to yourself. If it's a good thing, talk about it. But it doesn't mean you can't end, uh, watch a hockey game and love it and enjoy it. Go watch a movie. Like there might be things in there you might not agree with, but you can, if you have God with you, you know, like, okay, you know what? Uh, that's too much of that for the day. I should go back. Maybe should, I'll, I'll watch this after where you have that check. You know what I mean? God checks you like, yo, you're, you're watching way too much of this. Right. And sometimes it's, it's obvious. And sometimes the next day you feel like, man, like, yeah, I'm, I feel kind of down because yesterday I, or I, even, I, I even, watched three hours of a show. Even I can speak on this, like coming from a hip hop culture. Like if, you know, it's, I don't think that if you're constantly idolizing a hip hop artist or rappers, like you want to live that lifestyle, you know, because even though let's say you don't even rap, but you get, you know, you, you, their money or their chains, the women they're around, that's attractive to you. So you want to live like that without rapping. That's when the danger comes. So I think it's, it's like we said from the start, it's about how you participate in the culture and like who, who are your idols? Because there's a way of, you know, like finding that balance where, okay, let's say you listen to hip, let's say you listen to hip hop album, right? You listen to hip hop song. Do those songs make you want to change your lifestyle to something that, you know, you know, you, you like you're not called to be, that's where the issue lies and that's where people have to understand like yo like that's not your life you know what what you're what you're constantly seeing on your instagram feed is someone else's life who they might not even like it themselves so why are you aspiring to be someone you know that does why would i want to aspire to be someone who doesn't even like their own life you mm-hmm. get what i'm trying to say yeah and were, like, there, were there inc- incidences in the hip hop culture in fact like for yourself that you can think about particular particularly where you knew like man i I did that for not even like like even because i actually liked it for sure like i was so man like because i grew up idolizing like kanye all these guys right where i wanted to dress like i did i dressed like them bought whatever they uh, they put out you know like because they were my idols i would want to do anything that they would want to do right like I've been to, I've been backstage at show. Like we'll save a lot of the good stories for later. But like you know, I've been in so many situations where like you actually see what the lifestyle is about, and then you know like how dangerous it is, because like and that's why we see so many young artists uh, overdosing on drugs, because the, the when you have the world at your fingertips, it's easy to you know to not know your limit, not not having right people the right people in your circle that are like you know looking out for you having too many yes men right like it's all it's all relative that that's the thing that i realized that you know i i don't need to i don't need to be a billionaire to know what's right and what's wrong like what's going to bring fruitful things and what's going to you know look at epstein when i watched that documentary the guy has everything and look what he needed to to fill his uh, his void the, like you would never think and the people that are around him that, that that go to the island and stuff like it's it's a crazy thing to comprehend because it's so out of it's so out of our world. But the only thing we need to understand is these are sick. These were sick people that they needed to do this because it, that that became their addiction. Yeah, they're, they're, they they thought they thought these objects and these these tools and these things and making all this money it had meaning and it had when it had none, it was like well, then what the fuck do I do? <laughs> I, okay, I I finally got everything I thought was gonna give me the peace and serenity, but I don't know what the fuck to do anymore. And, but and I, but I, but now I can do anything. So then, if I can do anything, what should I do? That's and, why this the earth is the devil's playground. Yeah, well, that's why the video you shared with Justin Bieber. He said, "If I didn't, if I didn't come to Christ, I would be dead. I wouldn't know where I was going." 
You know, I, I, he has everything. We talk about millions, billions of dollars. He can do whatever he would like to do in this world. And he's like, Jesus Christ didn't cost anything, didn't buy it. I, you know, I gave my life to Jesus because that saved him, right? Like, what did it, what did it save him from? It's, it's, it's investing in sin. It's, that's what it is. You invest in sin, you're fucking empty, but you have all these materials around you. But you're fucking empty. Because the devil, in this world, the devil pays you for working for him. Yeah. Like even this podcast, if this was only about culture, it would be so much easier to, you know, mm-hmm. to get to gain the success and oh, like yeah. the things that come along with just promoting like the bullshit that, you know, that we all know and we all we all see online. Wait, call but her mommy. Like, <laughs> Start calling her mommy. <laughs> but it's like, you know, it's, it's like I don't want to do like the, the just the easy thing, right? When when you're constantly always compromising yourself to do what's easy or to do what you see other people doing, that's when you know you have no vision for yourself. You have no identity because you're always trying to copy. You're always trying to, you know, like, you know, there's people that still ask me like, yo, why don't you start? What happened to all the outfit picks? Like we miss all the outfit picks. The reason why it's because that doesn't fulfill me anymore. I, I would want to kill myself if, you know, fast forward to today, I'm still doing outfit picks like what everyone else is doing. It's like. Dude, at some point you gotta have some meaning in your life. Like you, you paying for brands to make kids want to buy that brand or causing hype on shit you don't even own. Like I don't own these brands that I'm promoting. They're not paying me. And even if the the, the people that are getting checks for for promoting uh, certain things, if you have to promote a brand that you don't even like, you you lost. I'm sorry to tell you. There's no check that 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 like if checks are compromising what you actually like and what you feel comfortable in, you lost. Uh, like. You're a sellout. I think you know? that, that transitions us well into the next tip of money. It's like if Trojan, if I said, I think I said it before, if Trojan offered to sponsor our podcast, you think we could Trojan. ever put that on? Never. Or, you know, like uh, all, all these other things that promote, uh, you know, culture. It's like Never. we look like the biggest idiots. Yep. <laughs> we couldn't just because we want to catch a quick dollar, right? Quick buck or it secure makes us, the bag. Secure the bag. It makes your ego and your, it makes you feel like, oh, I'm getting, I'm, I'm successful. Right, because we live in the oh money era. So okay, if I have money, I'm making money. I'm validated now. I'm good, right? And that next step of we're to talk about money and how we think about money. Money is not bad. It's a tool, but it's the worshiping of money. One of one of like my OGs. What he said. He said his name is Shadow. I showed it out before. He says, "Don't love money. Love what it does for the people you love." Amen. That changed when he said that to me. It changed my perspective on it. Because, you know, why do we love money so much when it's only for us? That doesn't bring joy, right? Once you spread it and you put it into, you know, people you actually love and see, let them, you know, actually create something that you can be a part of too, like having a good team, that's when you see the, the difference money can make. When it's only for yourself, it's, 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 not, it's not a joyful thing, it's you know? It's unfulfilling yeah. because you're alone. You're by yourself. You and I talked about how having human connection is less and less and less in this world because we're connected to our phones. We think we're friends with people on Instagram we don't even see go for food with, right? You and I don't need Instagram to talk to each other. You'll go get food still. We're so disconnected. So we have, there's so much, we're so unfulfilled. We're so empty. And we think, oh, at least I have my business. I have my money coming in. But now I have no friends to even enjoy it with, right? And you said building things that, is less just about what I can go do, but what I can do for others, right? Because when I leave this world, I want to know that, you know, I did my best. And if I die tomorrow, I'm good with that, you know, in all honesty. Yeah, that, and that's a question. Like, we were supposed to say it earlier, but, you know, it's just asking everyone, 
if today was your last day, would you be happy with the life you lived up to this point? You know? And if you can't answer yes to that, that's when you know you need to to self-reflect and look at what's why are you answering no to that? What's your current situation? What are some things that you know you wanted to pursue that you didn't actually get to do or you know, didn't have the courage to take a step out? Who were the people that you surrounded your, you know, your last maybe year with? Your last uh, six months with? You know, like if Instagram is the only thing that keeps that keeps you uh, sane or makes you think you have relationships with people because it's online, it's through likes, it's through comments with, you know, people you never met before. Then I'm sorry to t- I'm sorry to tell you, like, it's a sad life you're living. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, life is bigger than your social life is bigger than the phone in general. When you add God into your life, words become very more intentional. Like when, when you live in the world, friends just means friends. Like anyone can be your friend, right? Like you, know, you have conversations. That's my buddy. Oh, yeah, we're friends. Never see each other. We're following each other on Instagram. Like, oh, yeah, we're friends. Oh, yeah, we know each other. Oh, I know that guy. Like no one knows much about anything, right? Like your inner circle and the people you hang around, like those are the people that matter the most. But sometimes we give the most energy to things that have no value to give us no fulfillment, Right. And it hurts and damages, even for me, it damages the relationships that were closest to me. Right. And, you know, I, you know, I, it means something to me where I, I don't want it to be that, that destructive for people who are working so hard and putting so many hours into things. And 10 years down the road, the regret's going to be very dark, man. You know, and I don't, I know suicide rates high, man, and I know that's sometimes how suicide happens when you're investing in the wrong, the wrong thing. And like for me, the reason why I can answer yes to that, right? Why I can say that if if today was my last day, I can feel comfortable with the life that I lived. You know, the only reason I can answer that is because I gave my life to Christ. That's the only way. Because I know where I'm going. I know that in my in my time, I got out. You know what? Eleven episodes of something that can give people hope, give people something bigger than themselves to, you know, to look to look up to and to help them in their own life. Like if I didn't do this podcast, I don't think I could answer that and say yes, I'm happy because okay, yeah, I had a business. Yeah, like, you know, I've had success that, you know, that culture uh, loves and, you know, celebrates, but I was still I didn't have that 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 feeling that, you know, I'm with God. That, you know, I'm living for eternity and not for temporary. And until I until I felt that, I did uh, you know, I, I felt unfulfilled. And now I just know that, you know, like God God is using me how he wants me to, you know, to bring people to to him and to help their own lives. So it's like we're serving. serving. Yes, it's 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 about serving. It's mm-hmm. not always about, you know, trying to pursue what you only want for you. Me, trying me, to, me, me. And yeah, so you know, alone time with God, guys, if you guys can, that's what we say, prayer, like repentance. All this stuff is not like you're just doing it for yourself. You're not praying for yourself, repenting to yourself. You're like praying and working on these things alone, like you're with God, right? I think a lot of you guys might be listening. You feel very lonely. You're kind of sad. You feel you don't connect to people like you used to or you had always have bad relationships, Um you've always felt alone. And like I always say, God's at the front door and you just have to start answering. And 
Sometimes you have to be the change, though, to, to your friend group. Yeah. We're not saying you get rid of all this. Maybe you have to, but maybe you can also bring, you know, bring the light, bring the stuff that we're talking about to your own friend group. Make, yep. Maybe you can change their perspective yep. to change the, to changing their own lives. And yeah, we have to. Because, and that, that takes courage. Like, you, I know what it feels like to, to be the odd guy, because even in, in my friend, uh, friend groups uh, in the past, like the fact that I was the only believer in God sometimes they would challenge me and be like, why do you believe in God? Like you actually believe all those stories. And it was hard for me. It's being the only one who believes to, you know, to, to find that conviction and to find that the courage to, you know, to stand up. Like, yeah, I do believe. But then because I was so still living in the sinful nature, what I believe is meaningless because you're still partaking in what they are. So, you know, it takes courage to maybe, uh, make a light bulb go off in your your friends' heads of like, you know, maybe we should be using our more our time more productive. Why don't we work together to build something instead of just gossiping mm-hmm. or just like doing the same bullshit we've been doing every weekend. Yep. Right? Working on stuff. Building yeah. a brand. There's building so many brand, things, right? Building it's an like, army. Yeah. Create your own freedom. Right. And that's where we're trying to build more Christians to be stronger in the word and 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 like we're at war where I said that there's caller daddy, uh Cardi B, all this stuff that's promoting people <laughs> to be fucked up. It's promoting people to be do, do stupid shit and to have no meaning. Life has no meaning. Abuse, clout, use, chase the clout, consume, chase the clout, be cool, get likes, be a piece of shit. You're right? Like I'm sorry, to, like no, I'm not sorry to say it. It's a war out here. It's real. So we're trying to build more warriors of Christ, um, people who actually want to do good things and help people get out of bad situations, out of trauma, um, out of even disease and affliction. And you know, Aaron and I are stepping out. You know, him and I connecting strengthen our relationship with God to know that, you know, there's others like me. You're not alone that you think, okay, you know what? I can do this more. We can talk more. And people have reached out to us who are also Christians, but don't say anything. Right. But now we're like, you know what? Holy cow, this guy can do it. You know, Kanye, Justin Bieber, these guys have hundreds of millions of followers. They're going to put it on their platform. Like, okay, let's go. That's why it's it's a blessing that, you know, you have two guys like that where people like, you know, no, no one's, I can't, 99% of people will not experience the fame and money that Justin Bieber and Kanye get. So, you know, they're past the 1%. And ask yourself, like what you said, what are they being saved from? You know, if they have everything, why do they need, why do they constantly promote their relationship with, with God? Because what are they, what did they uh, struggle with? You know, these are guys who they're, they're going to experience things that we never will in our lives. And like, that's, if you're not hearing the message from us, Hear it from them because they experience a lot more than we will. I'll tell you that. Uh, I'll be honest, straight up. Yeah, you want to be happier. It's always. It's love. not always about the messenger. It's about the message. Yes. So if you so guys like, listen to write this, and I'm okay if someone doesn't like me when they listen to this. Me too. It's not. It's not for everyone. No. It's not going to be for everyone. Listen to it. I know when you speak truth, it will stay with somebody, even if they don't like you. I'm cool with being the martyr because my Lord and Savior died on the cross for everybody. He knew what he had to pay. And we, we knew we knew the goal from the start. We bring one listener every episode. That's all that's all that matters to that's me. That's all it takes. Right? Um, you take away one tool from each episode, like, you know, that's yeah. a blessing. And we're going to give you guys more tips, more tools as the episodes go on. Um, we're going to close with... Uh, the book I'm currently reading called The Logic of God. Uh, if you guys, you don't want to, like, you know, we have the links for how to read the Bible, learn from there. There's also other artists. There's the theo- theologians. Um, there's pastors. There's preachers. There's so many different types of content you can listen to to gain an understanding of God that's relatable to your life. And for me, Ravi Zacharias, who passed away, helped me during COVID. I bought his book, The Logic of God. I'm just going to read something that kind of relates to our episode here about what we indulge in, what we invest in in life. Um, 
I'm going to read what he wrote here. It's about the finding the perfect gift. So the gift of God is more powerful than any material you can buy, earn, and achieve in this world. We are more indulgent than ever and more unfulfilled than ever. These advances have not been able to soothe the cry for meeting heard from millions of hearts. Have they? They ask, why am I here? What is life all about? Am I just here to find tranquilize my boredom? On one day we walk to and fro, on another day we walk fro and to. If the answer does not lie in the gadgets and toys and entertainment, where can we go? What button can we press to win meaning and fulfillment? I'll end on there. Questions for you guys to think about. What button can you press to win meaning and fulfillment? We should put that book in the description below too so people who are interested can yep. can see it. I will. Because I, I, everything you've told me in that book, it's... You know, it's relatable. Yeah, it's uh, 52 Christian Essentials for the Heart and the Mind. You see, a book like that can be more beneficial to people than the Bible, too, especially if you're starting off, because it's more direct, and it's more, uh, like, I think it's it's written in a way that, you know, it's it's easy to 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 put those things into practice in your own life. Yeah. So, so thank you guys so much for listening today. Um. Make sure you guys leave your questions and concerns and comments and things you guys want to hear in the next episodes coming up. We're going to have a Q&A episode, so make sure you leave your questions. Um, ask anything, honestly, things you think about, things you go through, and we will answer them. We'll add them into later episodes. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Leave a like so other people can see it. Apple Podcasts, leave a review. Let us know what you think. Spotify as well. Um, thank you so much for listening today, guys. Talk soon. Peace.